This is the Beyond Belief Sobriety Podcast, where we examine topics of interest to people who seek a secular path to recovery from addictions of all kinds. This is our first episode of 2022. I try every year to do some sort of a year-end or year-beginning episode. And so today we're going to talk about the past year, uh, the episodes that we have done, and what I have learned, uh, any struggles that I've had that I have overcome with regard to the podcast or in my personal life, and also a look forward to what I would like to see done with the podcast as uh, as we go as we move on this year. Um, but looking back, uh, what I find interesting was that it was actually 2021 that the name of the podcast changed. I keep forgetting when that was. I thought it was like two years ago, but I checked it out. Nope. It was uh, January of 2021. We changed the name from AA Beyond Belief to Beyond Belief Sobriety. And uh, that was a pretty interesting move. And I'm glad that we did it. It turned out to work out really well. Now, the reason behind that, for those of you who aren't familiar, who might be new to the podcast, this started out as a website called AA Beyond Belief, and it was created to support the secular community within Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, it was a place where people could uh, write their stories, and we would post their stories online, and uh, we did we posted their stories on a weekly basis. So we had articles that came in on a weekly basis that we would post of people who've had a a secular experience in Alcoholics Anonymous. And these would be primarily agnostics or atheists in AA. And along with that website, we had a podcast that was called AA Beyond Belief. And I, for five years, from 2015 through 2020, I did both the podcast and the website. And it kept me very, very busy. But it was also a time of great personal growth. I learned so much from all the people that I interacted with, with both the website and the podcast. So overall, it was a really great experience. But towards the end of uh, 2020, or I guess 2019, I was becoming interested in branching out beyond the 12 steps. My relationship with the 12 steps had changed quite a bit. You know, I grew up with the 12 steps being really important, like the cornerstone of my recovery. And even, you know, the first few years of this podcast, I would talk about the steps a lot and interpret them in a secular way. And I still see some value in that. I mean, I, I still have some appreciation for the steps, but I, my relationship with them has changed. They're not, they're not, they're not so critical. So in other words, I think that the 12 steps are great for people who, for, who want to have those steps because it's nice to have some structure. And you can say, you can say, I, I am, this is the experience that I've had. And these are the things that I'm doing. But, you know, I've come to understand that a lot of what happens in those steps are experiences that will just happen. Uh, if you, if you get to the point where you decide you want to do something about your recovery, or they are just things that you would probably do anyway, naturally, as someone who wanted to 
get out of an addiction or maybe or maybe if you went to therapy someone would tell you that you might want to do these things and guide you through that process so in other words you know you get to the point where you make a decision to do something about your problem and it's normal i think to start looking inward and one and because you know from my own personal experience i was kind of shocked that that i had a problem to begin with so you begin to look inward and try to figure out what's going on with you you start to re- repair your relationships with other people. Uh, you become more part of the community and giving more to the community than, than you had in the past. And you change and grow. And that's just part of the recovery process that's described in the 12 steps. And so I think that um, if a person wants to have the structure of really learning about their experience and of following the actual practices of, you know, making amends and all of that, then the steps, steps are very valuable, but there are other ways too. And I started getting interested in these other ways of recovery. And so I wanted to explore that more in 2021. So I changed the name of the podcast from AA Beyond Belief to Beyond Belief Sobriety to give me that freedom to explore anything I wanted to do. Also, I was uh, interested in YouTube. Like I love doing these videos and the having that name AA in, in your uh, podcast kind of ruins that because you're supposed to be anonymous and not show your face uh, in, in public. <laughs> so, uh, so, so enough of that. Uh, so, and also, you know, it always kind of bugged me that, you know, people thought that that website and the podcast were somehow, you know, official AA. And, and it wasn't, it was just AA people that went to AA meetings who wrote those stories. And it was people who went to AA meetings who came on the podcast, but it wasn't like an official AA thing. But now has, now it's like, you know, people in recovery will come on this podcast and talk about their experience in a secular way. Uh, people who have found a secular path to recovery from addictions and problem behaviors of all kinds. That's what Beyond Belief Sobriety is all about. And I'm happy as I look back at 2021 that I think that we've done a pretty good job of, of focusing on that, on secular paths to recovery, not forgetting AA, not forgetting that there are secular AA meetings out there, but also paying attention to smart recovery, life ring, women for sobriety, various uh, recovery groups that just spring up uh, from, from the ether, uh, the internet, and uh, have, that aren't tied to any particular organization, you know, uh, to cover those types of things and to also have conversations with authors who've written interesting books or doctors who have something to say about the, um, the science behind addiction and the newest science in addiction, uh, looking at trauma, uh, different issues like that. So, you know, looking back, I think that we, I think that changing the name was a good move. And I think that we did what I was hoping would happen, you know, kind of expanding beyond just the regular AA story where you share your experience, strength and hope, but really kind of going a little bit deeper and beyond that, not forgetting it, but building on it and making it part of a greater recovery community. I've really come to believe that AA is just one tiny little island in an ocean of recovery, that most people recover from their addiction without having 
any experience with the 12 steps. I think that we learned like somewhat 20% of the people or maybe more than that recover without doing any kind of a program at all. They just stop. They stop. And then you have other people that, that have other ways of, of recovery. And AA is just one of those ways. So um, it's an important way. It's, it's one that is well known and available. So it's something that we should talk about, but it's not exclusive. And thus the name change was appropriate for us. So let me give you some statistics of how the podcast has done over the, in 2021. So I'm, I was surprised that we did as many episodes as we did, but we did 43 episodes this past year. That's not bad. That comes to about, you know, a little over three a month that we were doing. Uh, I thought it was, I thought it was less than that because I was kind of sporadic about how I released episodes. You know, I'd go a couple of weeks, two, three weeks without doing any episode at all. You know, I had people write me and say, John, why aren't you putting out any episodes? And then I would go through this crazy spurt of creativity or whatever, where I'd have all these back-to-back interviews and I would do like, I'd post like three episodes a week and just put together some kind of a crazy little um, show notes, you know, that would make do, but getting that podcast out there. And so I put, I put out a lot of, a lot of episodes that, you know, I think that, that, that were good. They were good conversations and so forth, but there wasn't a lot of written material behind them that would help you kind of follow it. If you were, you know, just wanting to read something about the, about the episode before you listen to it, um, kind of rush through some things like that. So, um, anyway, got 43 episodes through and looking back at them, I'm pretty satisfied with, with the episodes that we, that we did. And I'm going to talk about some of my favorites, by the way, of the past, that past, uh, year, my 10 top 10 favorite um, episodes. And it's not easy choosing those, believe me, but there, there are some that stand out to me as very particularly good, uh, that are memorable to me anyway. Uh, besides the regular audio podcasts, uh, some of you who are listening might not be aware that we were also live streaming, uh, basically from March of 2020 to October of 2021, Angela B from Boise and myself were live streaming on YouTube and Facebook every week, every Friday at seven o'clock. And we had a pretty good, nice little group that would meet with us and, and, and um, participate. So we had like, uh, we had a number people could call in and participate in the live stream or they could participate in the live chat right there. Um, and it was a lot of fun. And we, we started it because back in March of 2020, that was a long time ago. <laughs> in March of 2020, um, COVID first broke out and we were kind of all coming in isolation. So that was kind of a nice way to come together. And then, of course, it continued in 2021. And so we continued doing that. But what happened was in October, actually before October, it got to the point where Angela and I were just like, you know, it was Friday night. And, 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 you know, even though we love doing it, uh, it took, it took some effort to kind of get ourselves motivated to do it. And Angela, one time she, she came to me and she says, John, I think we're both kind of getting burned out on this. Why don't we just, why don't we just do these live streams once a month instead of weekly? I said, great idea, great idea. And then it turned out that even once a month was like, I just wasn't, I just, it just wasn't anything I could do. And I just realized, you know, that the time has come for the live stream to, 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 to end. And so we stopped, we just stopped doing those completely. Um, but 
they are still out there on uh, YouTube. And most of them, the majority of them have not been posted as audio podcasts. So there's a trove of material there that I have that I can post as um, audio podcasts in the future. And I will. So if you're not really a YouTube person, these episodes will be available to you on, you know, Spotify or Amazon music or um, I, Apple podcast, Google, whatever, wherever you get your podcast, these, these things, these episodes will become available for you uh, over the coming year. So anyway, 43 episodes and 37 live streams. We had 110,000 views on YouTube, 110,000 views on YouTube. And we got a, a one, about 1,100 new subscribers on our YouTube channel. We now have like over 3,500 subscribers on YouTube. Uh, that's been an amazing thing to watch that grow. And it's been fun. I enjoy it. And I'm just now beginning to do what I wanted to do. And that is connect with other people in recovery who have YouTube channels. And so with the, um, I just did a podcast not too long ago with the untapped keg podcast and they're on YouTube. They do live streams like once a week. They're super guys. I love them. And it was great to connect with them. And I want to do that with other people. I've got my eye on a few YouTubers who've been podcasting about recovery for quite a while and do it in a really unique way. And I would like to talk to them and learn more about them. Oh, there was another another YouTuber I did have on here, and that was uh, Nate um, from the Sober the sober diaries, Sobriety Diaries. Anyway, we'll talk about him later. But so, yeah, so I've been able to do a little bit of that on YouTube. As far as the podcast itself goes, um, there were 143,705 downloads in 2021. So 143,000, that's not bad. And these are people from really all over the world. Um, I'll just give you a list of the top 10 countries where, uh, where people were listening from. Of course, the United States is number one, the United Kingdom, number two, Canada, number three, Australia, number four, Ireland, number five. So the top five are all English-speaking countries. I guess that makes sense. Uh, then we have number six is India. Number seven is Germany. Number eight is Sweden. Number nine is Denmark. And number 10 is France. Kind of interesting that, you know, that we have uh, these other European countries that um, like the podcast. And I'm so, I was surprised to see that Germany was as high up as, as it was. And France was a little bit lower. I don't know why, but it kind of surprised me to see that. So that's some basic statistics of the podcast and how, how it had done in 2021. So now uh, let's talk about some of the episodes that, that happened last year. And I'm just going to go through, well, let me, let's do this. I will talk about the types of episodes that we had what I liked and didn't like and what I learned about that and will incorporate into the podcast going forward. So the first part of the year, it was personal stories pretty much. And I like that. I like to hear from people who would just want to share their story of recovery, you know, what happened to them and what they're doing today um, as, as a process of change, you know, that to me is interesting and, and it's needed, you know, because there, you know, there, there aren't a lot of 
stories, but there's more of them now of people who happen to be agnostic or atheist and still, you know, can incorporate, you know, still and need a way of recovery and expressing their recovery without having to involve some higher power or anything like that. So it's important. And I like it. You know, the, when I am talking with someone about their own personal story, it's a very relaxed, you know, um, interview. Uh, I'm just sitting there with a cup of coffee, having a conversation with somebody. I might ask them questions once in a while, but it just becomes like, you know, two friends sitting down talking about recovery and, you know, they're what they have in common and, and, uh, sometimes laughing about some of the mishaps that we've gone through and, and have gotten over. So I enjoy those, but that's what we started off with. The first part of the year was those personal stories. Then I started getting a lot of emails from people asking to come on the podcast or they were putting in, um, they're actually scheduling time on the website itself to come on the podcast. And th- these were good episodes. They were interesting. Um, don't get me wrong. They were interesting episodes, but the people that were coming on really were wanting to sell something. They were wanting, they had a business they wanted to promote and it, it could be like um, a recovery coach or it could be um, some book that was written or someone who has like a therapy practice, um, different, different things like that. You know, people were coming on and they were interesting and they were engaging and I don't regret doing those, but I had a slew like in a row, like several maybe a dozen of these things where I was talking to people where it was obvious they had something that they were wanting to promote. And I guess there's nothing wrong with that, but um, I don't know. I just felt like, you know, it was, it was, I want to make sure that if I'm going to promote something that it's, I guess I'm okay with it, I guess. I don't know, but it was, it was fine. Like I say, I'm not putting those down, but what I learned from that is I want to be more discerning about who, um, what guests I have on the podcast, if they're not just someone sharing their story. So if I'm going to have an author on, you know, I want to check out their book beforehand. Uh, if I'm going to have a doctor on, I want to little, know a little bit more about them uh, if somebody is a recovery coach, you know, I'm, you know, I'll, I'll have them on. I, I don't quite know how I feel about recovery coaching, to be honest with you. I, I guess it's okay, but um, I just want to be a little bit more careful. And so something I did, I used to have on the website, a form where you could just, you could just schedule yourself on the podcast there and bam, you're on there. Right. Well, I took that down. So now people can't just put themselves on the schedule. They can they can send me an email and tell me that they want to come on the podcast and what they want to talk about. And then I can make a decision if that's a, an appropriate guest for the podcast. Because some people, believe it or not, will write and they, they don't even think about that this is a secular uh, that we're that the niche here is is people that are seeking a secular path to recovery. And so I'm not really interested in not that I have anything against it, but talking at length about spirituality or, you know, uh, if someone wants to go on and on about God or that kind of thing um, wouldn't be appropriate for this particular podcast. So anyway, back to some of my favorite episodes. I talked about the ones I didn't like um, without naming them. I mean, I didn't, I'm not saying I didn't like them, but I just kind of, I don't know, not my cup of tea, I guess. Um, and not, I don't want to do a, a whole bunch of those in a row like I did last year. But anyway, so my favorite episodes, and these aren't in order. These are just my top 10 episodes as I look back. Okay. Episode 208, Ibby A. 
Uh, I like that one because her story was just so um, touching and she was so honest and real and she did such a great job communicating and she was just, it was just a great um, conversation and the honesty of her share and all the um, incredible obstacles that she had to overcome. Uh, I just felt like that was a truly inspiring episode. That was uh, episode 208 with Ibby A. And then another one that I really liked was episode 210, Ben's Friends. And this is the one where it's, uh, it's, a, it's a group that is um, made up of people who work in the restaurant and entertainment industry or the restaurant and bar industry. And so these are people that are in recovery, but they have a special little interest in that they all work around alcohol in one way or the other. And I had a really interesting conversation with one of the people who started that Ben's friends. And I think it was a very interesting episode. You know, I never really had thought so much about some of the, the unique challenges that somebody in that industry would face. And I was surprised to learn from him that, that some of these restaurant and bar workers would be actually told by AA members or people in other 12 step programs that they should quit their job, that they can't do their job anymore. And that would be really rough for these people because first of all, they need a job. And a lot of them, that's their career. I mean, they might be chefs, they bartenders, whatever, and they enjoy their career. And, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to really be in recovery, uh, you shouldn't have to hide from alcohol. And I, and, uh, so that's kind of like, in my opinion, the wrong message. And these people need to find a way to keep their job and still be in recovery. And so that's why they have this organization to support one another. Uh, another episode I really liked was episode 212 until you try until you try. This was a song that a woman wrote about her struggles with alcoholism and it was just so moving and it was sung by her son her son sang the song and when i first when i first heard the song i thought it was her son that was like sending a message out about how heartbreaking it was to watch his mother's alcoholism but it was actually her writing about her own alcoholism and so we played the song in that episode and then we talked about her experience with writing it and it was just a really nice episode. It was unique and I'm really happy that we were able to do that. So Until You Try was a really good one. That's episode 212. Another would be books, podcast, and sobriety. What I liked about this one is uh, this was basically an AA meeting but not like your typical AA meeting at all. It's a secular meeting, but it was secular only because it was secular. Not It, was, it wasn't like making any big, big point to be secular. But basically what they did is their meeting was based on um, either a podcast episode, a book, or um, books, podcast, or yeah, a book or a podcast basically is what they would talk about. So they actually did one of my episodes and I went on, oh yeah, this, I think this episode, I was talking to someone in the meeting who was, 
who had some criticism about my episode or something. I don't know, but anyway, it was kind of interesting. I like that episode. It was called uh, Books, Podcasts, and Sobriety. And then along the same vein, and what's interesting is these people knew each other, was um, the sober the online Soberish Book Club. Now, this one, I, this one was really, really good. I really loved the, the person, uh, their excitement for recovery. And she was doing it in her own way. She did, she had no use for 12 step groups or any sort of an official type of a program. But what she did is she had this book club and it started there in the Tampa area and they would meet, they would meet in person and the book would always have to do with, um, you know, recovery or mental health or something like that. And she found that, you know, the, what she learned from the books was helping her, but more than anything else, it was the other people, you know, that she was meeting who came to the book club to talk about the book. So it was this whole thing of learning about your own recovery and your experience, but also sharing that with other people. So it was really cool. And I wanted to join that book club and go to the meetings. And I'll talk about this a little bit later, but I just found I was not managing my time very well this last year. Just didn't have time to, to do that, to do, you know, all the things I wanted to do. Um, episode 222, another good one, Katie's Godless Awakening. The thing about this one is Katie was really new in sobriety. In fact, I think she was living in a sober house at the time that we did this interview and she was just, she was very cool. I just really liked her a lot. Um, and I just, I don't know what to say other than when I think about that episode, it makes me smile because she being so young and early in recovery and um, so earnest about it. And I don't know, I just, I, it's a good one to listen to. Uh, that would be uh, Katie's Godless Awakening. And then we have uh, the Sobriety Diaries. Um, this is Nate. This is the other YouTuber. And uh, he's got a YouTube channel and um, a podcast uh, like, like I do here. And he talks about his recovery. Uh, and he's had, uh, gosh, he had, a, he had a really interesting story, a difficult time getting sober. Um, multiple Paths, uh, episode 241. This is where I got to talk with uh, someone in Lifering and Women for Sobriety. Those two came together. And it's like they were having this sort of a partnership where they were coming together to, you know, promote, I guess, or educate people about pathways to recovery that are totally secular um, and are beneficial and helpful to women that are a little bit more inclusive. And uh, so they did a great job with that. You know, life ring is entirely secular. Women for sobriety is too, but women's sobriety. I don't think it was secular by design. I think it was just secular. Like, like why would you even bring up religion anyway? You know, anyway. So, but life ring was secular by design because that came, that kind of the history behind that is it descended from AA originally. And then I think it was rational recovery, which split off to smart and life ring. Not real sure on that history, but I should look that up for you. Um, then a couple more here is moderation ever an option. That was a recent one, episode 242, where I talked with the doctor who discovered uh, through his research the value of naltrexone as a drug to treat alcohol use disorder. 
And he was talking about how, you know, it's important to meet people where they are. Not everybody is ready to stop drinking. And there is a way to help people who maybe not, might not need to stop drinking altogether. And it was really interesting. I thought it would be a controversial topic, but he did a really good job of explaining the science and exactly how this is done and who it would be done for. So it's not like anybody could do this. A lot of people who are further along in the addiction process, this would not be a good option. You know, they could die if they drank. But for some people who are early in the stages, you know, of, of where their drinking is just becoming problematic, they might be a candidate for something like this where they would be taking naltrexone uh, to help with the cravings, but also having um, therapy along with it. So, and he was having success with this. So it was a really interesting conversation. And then finally, the last one, um, and I'm not saying this was my least favorite of the 10. It was probably one of my favorites was addicted to recovery with Tara Boyce. And that Tara Boyce, she is probably the most talented person I, I have spoken with in the last year in 2021. She was incredible. She, I mean, what does she do? She's a, she's a voice actor or she's getting into voice acting. She's an actor. I think she's a comedian and she writes and she, what she, her podcast is her reading her memoir and then talking about it after she reads it and what she's learned from it. And it's just, it's, you got to listen to her podcast to appreciate it, but it's really, really good. It's called addicted to recovery with Tara Boyce. And uh, I'll put a link to her podcast. In fact, I'll put a link to all of these episodes in the in the in the uh, show notes as I post this episode. Uh, so those are my top ten. Um, so if you want to go back and listen to any episodes from 2021, those are the ten that I would recommend that that you listen to. I mentioned the live streams with Angela. That those were really special, and you know, although I do miss the experience because it was wonderful to chat with Angela every week. And it was a lot of fun to interact with the people in the, in the uh, chat room and to take calls and, and everything. I do think that the time had come that it was just time to move on to do something else. Angela has other interests and I hope that she takes up, takes up on it, but she was looking at maybe starting a YouTube channel herself that focuses on recovery. And she would be looking at like secular views of the 12 steps and different things like that. And so she has that interest, plus she's got other things going on. And then I, I have other interests too. So it was kind of a natural time for us to um, kind of move on from that. And, you know, when we started this, we did it because we figured that COVID would be something that lasted for like a year or whatever, um, if, if that. And we didn't know that it would go on forever. So it, COVID outlasted the live streams. But that being said, I do, I would like to start doing some live streams, uh, in 2022. Uh, so stay tuned on that. I, I, I got some opportunities with different people that I could do some live streams with, um, whether I'm going to have a live audience that would be there with us when we do live streams, that's another story, but still we can do live streams. Okay. So my experience this last year, year with the podcast and with my own personal recovery. This is, uh, you know, this is kind of difficult to talk about sometimes uh, because I'm still kind of figuring it out. But for those of you who listen to the podcast, you know, my story. Um, I've been sober for 
33 years. Um, you know, I got sober when I was 25 years old. Uh, I spent, you know, 30 some years in AA. And for the first 25 of those years, I was really, um, heavily involved in the 12 steps and, um, working them in a traditional way, even though I wasn't like a religious person or anything or had really a deep belief in God ever. I don't know, but I, I, that was my background. And then after that 25th year, when I realized I was an atheist, I got involved in um, agnostic AA meetings. They called them at the time, secular AA meetings. They refer to them now. And that put me in a whole different world. I really, it got me more excited about my recovery and about AA because I was learning to, I was learning to describe my experience in my own way and not the way that Dr. Bob and Bill would describe it, not the way that they would talk about it in 1939. And it was really freeing to be able to decide, you know, how I'm going to go. And I've gone all kinds of different directions. So, and that's been kind of difficult. So, you know, from 2014 to now, to 2021, I've been pretty heavily involved, I guess, with the secular AA community. And, you know, like I did like websites for them and I um, was on, you know, different committees and boards and stuff like that. And the website itself, AA Beyond Belief, you know, took a huge amount of time. It was like a part-time job. And I was just, I was out there publicly, I guess, in the AA community, the secular AA community. And um, this podcast got its start that way. Uh, I think a lot of you who are listening are, are in the secular AA community. And that's still an important community to me. But gosh, this year, I found myself really since COVID, it's been a couple years now, this process, where, you know, I was I was becoming more interested in in other, in, thing, in programs other than AA, I guess, or recovery the outside of AA. And I wasn't going to AA meetings. Uh, the Zoom meetings at, that we had to do at, after COVID just weren't appealing to me at all. And so I didn't do them. And I wasn't going to my face-to-face meetings because they weren't happening. Now they are happening, and I'm still not going to them. And I found myself when I would talk to people either from my home group in Kansas city or, uh, people that I have friendships with online, I would almost, I'd almost like act like I must be messed up in some way because I'm not going to meetings or I must, I must, um, you know, be depressed or, or something wrong. You know, I must be in some sort of a crisis. And, but then over time, I realized, no, I'm not. I'm really not. I'm actually pretty pretty damn happy with my life right now and where I'm going in my recovery. There's a lot of things I'm interested in right now. Uh, it's just not the things I used to be interested in. And I, was, I could look back at all the work that I had done in the secular AA community. And, you know, AA is like anything else. You know, it's what have you done for me lately? You know, you can talk about, yeah, see what I did back five years ago. Nobody cares. They want, they want, they want that website fixed now, you know? So, um, and I can't fix it anymore. I'm not into that. So I, um, it was, it was difficult for me to understand that I was going through that change 
And I just thought, boy, there's something wrong with me. I wish I could be that person I used to be, but I can never go back to be the person I used to be. And I shouldn't, you know, if you're going to be in recovery for a long time, like I've been, you know, the whole idea is that you grow and change and evolve and learn and that you keep it interesting. If all I did was read one stupid book over and over and over again and talk about steps over and over and over again, you know, I don't know. I just, I can't do it. I mean, I'm at the point where I can't do it. I did it for a long time, I guess, but it's not, it's not what I can do now. And I'm not putting that down either. I mean, the steps are very rich. I mean, I, I've gotten, you know, over the, the years that I've you know, been familiar with them and working with them, you know, my understanding of them and my appreciation for them has grown and changed and it's developed in all kinds of different ways. So there, I mean, you could, you could spend a lifetime with the 12 steps, you know, and, uh, and your relationship with them will change and your understanding of them will change and evolve and you can keep them interesting forever. And you can relate them to almost anything else in life. Like I, like, like I did. Um, but I'm just in a different place now. Uh, I think it was last year, 2020 that I became certified as a peer support specialist in Missouri. And I need to check to make sure that I renew my, um, that I keep my educational certificate up or whatever, but, um, cause I'm required to do that. But anyway, I got that, I got that, a peer support specialist, um, certificate and that put me in, um, communication with other people in my state who are kind of like advocates for people in recovery. And I would go to these meetings for a while of these, with these people uh, once a week. And I learned so much. I learned so much about the recovery process and what, what's going on in my state. And I was really excited about it. And from those people, I learned about this organization called um, the Recovery Advocacy Project. And the Recovery Advocacy Project, it's like a national organization and they have all these little state chapters. And I was in the Missouri um, one and uh, we would get together and I was in the very early stages at that time and then got really busy with other things and stopped participating. So I'm wanting to kind of get back into that. I want to, I really want to kind of, you know, I want to do that and some other things, but, um, so I'm kind of moving away from spending a lot of time working with, um, AA and being like, um, you know, a workhorse, you know, trying to do things, um, uh, that was great for a long time. And I love the experience, but I'm, I'm just not there anymore to do that. So, um, I definitely learned that, uh, I, I changed quite a bit. And one unexpected turn is I really got interested in smart recovery. I think it was a couple of years ago. I took the training to become a, a um, facilitator, meeting facilitator, but I never really did a lot with, with that and really anything with it. I would go to some smart meetings, but not a whole lot of them either. And then I had Arthur from St. Louis on an episode and he was talking about smart and I really enjoyed the conversation. And then, you know, I was thinking about him for a while and then he contacted me not too long ago and he, he wanted to do like weekly episodes about smart and the, and, you know, having different people from smart recovery on those episodes, talking about the various tools, the four points of smart. And I said, yeah, that's exactly what I want to do too. And I've been thinking about asking you to do that. So we started that and we call the series smart talk. And it's on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. And we've done, I think, three episodes so far. We missed last week and this week because of the holidays. So we're going to record one 
next week, a week from today, and I'm going to post those every Wednesday. So my goal with the podcast will be posting an audio and video every Wednesday. So I can do that, I think. Another thing I want to do, looking forward uh, to 2022, is I want to do more for the people who support this podcast financially. Um, to be honest with you, I have not done a lot. I, we have a Patreon page, and we have the ability for people to become members of our YouTube channel. And when you do that, you, you make small monthly contributions. It could be a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, whatever. And the whole idea behind that is that the creator who brings the content to you that you're supporting will give you something extra for, for, for being a supporter. And I've just been bad about not doing the extra, you know, I guess I never could figure out how to manage my time properly. And that's why I was involved in all these different things. And so I decided that I got to do this and I know a good way of doing it now. So there's a couple of things I want. This is what I want to do. First of all, I want to build a community around the podcast and I'm going to start with the people who are supporting the podcast through their contributions. So every week on Wednesday and on Sunday, I'll have zoom meetings with these people who have contributed um, on Patreon or through YouTube. And uh, it'll just be like, you know, casual get togethers where we could talk about, you know, different topics that we've discussed on the podcast, or we could just talk about recovery in general or what's going on in the news or our lives or whatever. Just, it's really meant just to be a casual conversation. And that will be, there'll be a lunch one on Friday. I think I said Wednesday, it's Friday at noon. And that's going to start on January the 7th, Friday at noon. And then we'll have one on Sunday at 10 AM, which will be like a coffee. So, um, you don't have to drink coffee, but I'm figuring it's in the morning time and a lot of us will be. So that's, that's for only the people who are supporters financially. And I don't, it doesn't matter what they give, but it's gotta be like on Patreon or YouTube where you're just a regular contributor. So starting that next week, hard to believe. Anyway, that's going to be happening. And that's my first step of doing something special for the people who contribute. And I need to do more than that. Because I've got people who, you know, occasionally might send in a check for like $100. I get people who regularly put in $25, which is a lot of money. And gosh, it helps me so much. If you only knew, um, it costs money to do this podcast. Not a whole lot of money, but it costs money. And it's not like I get a lot of money in contributions anyway, but uh, I get enough that I can pay, but I, do, I still have to put some of my own money in there too. Not a big deal. I, I would I would pay for it all because I love doing it. But having people support it through their own money is so. It just it's not. It shows you that people value it. You know, it's just an expression from them of that that they value what I'm doing. They value the time that I put into it. And they value it enough to put a to pay you know put a dollar in the basket once a month or whatever or put five dollars in there once a month or whatever to and when they and when they do that it just inspires me to do more it helps me financially and it's just a good thing to do so I'm gonna really start doing more with encouraging people to um, contribute 
Another thing that will be new this, this year is I actually have a sponsor and we're going to do that like on a quarterly basis to see how it works out, but it's called Soberlink, And it's, it's, uh, what they do is they have like, um, it's like a way of holding people accountable for their sobriety. I think it's like a breathalyzer that they take. And it's a, it's a way that, um, that along with some therapy and other, other tools are used to, um, help people if they have to go to court or, you know, whatever. So it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. And I might even have them on as a guest to talk about what they do, but they're going to be, they're going to be a, um, a sponsor. So that means like for, you know, one minute at the beginning of the podcast, I will talk a little bit about Soberlink and I'm looking forward to my relationship with them. We'll see where it goes. Like I say, it'll be, it'll be done on a quarterly basis. So every three months we'll take a look at it and see if we still want to continue doing it. But um, let's, let's give it a, let's give it a shot and see how it works. So that's coming up. Um, I'm looking forward to continuing with smart talk, uh, where we talk about, uh, the tools and people of smart recovery, doing that once a week with Arthur. I'm looking forward to, um, doing other videos. Um, so in addition to these podcasts, which usually go about 45 minutes, I want to start doing some short little videos that uh, might just talk about a step or a tool from smart or a tip for people that are getting sober or stopping drinking or whatever, or dealing with some sort of problem behavior, Um, maybe a resource, something in the news, just short little videos. You know, that might, they might just be 10 minutes, maybe even shorter than that. Uh, Start putting some of those out. And reaching out to other groups. I want to reach out to Life Ring and Women for Sobriety in particular to see if I can get more of their members to come on the podcast to talk about um, their recovery journey and also to look at what's going on in the news. I reached out to a reporter here recently who did a story about um, some uh, kickbacks that these uh, – people are getting who are basically recommending uh, people to treatment centers and then they get a kickback for it. Anyway, there's a big scandal about it and some people have gone to jail over it. And I wanted to talk to the reporter to learn more about it, but she hasn't yet responded to me, but I want to look kind of look into things like that too. Cause I think it's important for us to be aware um, that, you know, not everything is on the up and up, you know, there are people out there who want to rip us off and we should talk about that and uh, know, and just, just be, be aware that it's happening. So that is our new year's podcast. I, um, I hope that this hasn't been a bore. I hope that, I hope that it's been somewhat interesting. I want you to know that I really appreciate that you listen to this and when you write me, I will always respond though. Sometimes it might take me a few days, but when you do write me, Oh man, it means so much. I think sometimes that's why it takes me a couple of days to write back because when you tell me what the podcast has meant to you, I don't even know what to say. I don't know what words to say. Other, I, I can say, thank you. I'm so glad that this is helpful, but I don't know. For some reason that still, it still blows me away. It's really humbling. And um, so I'm grateful that I, I had this opportunity to do that. And I'm grateful to all the people in the secular AA community who made this possible. I wouldn't be doing this without them. Roger C., Joe C., so many others.
Oh, oh, oh.